0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussard S.J., Book 2, Chapter 4, Section 10. We must see God in all his creatures. In the state of abandonment, The soul finds more light and strength through submission to the divine action than all those possess who resist it through pride. Of what use are the most sublime illuminations, the most divine revelations, if one has no love for the will of God? It was because of this that Lucifer fell. The ruling of the divine action revealed to him by God in showing him the mystery of the incarnation produced in him nothing but envy. On the other hand, a simple soul enlightened only by faith can never tire of admiring, praising, and loving the order of God, of finding it not only in holy creatures. But even in the most irregular confusion and disorder, one grain of pure faith will give more light to a simple soul than Lucifer received in his highest intelligence. The devotion of the faithful soul to its obligations, its quiet submission to the intimate promptings of grace, its gentleness and humility towards everyone are of more value than the most profound insight into mysteries. If one regarded only the divine action and all the pride and harshness of creatures, one would never treat them with anything but sweetness and respect. Their roughness would never disturb the divine order, whatever course it might take. One must only see in it the divine action, given and taken, as long as one is faithful in the practice of sweetness and humility. It is best not to observe their way of proceeding, but always to walk with firm steps in our own path. It is thus that by bending gently cedars are broken and rocks overthrown, It is thus that by bending gently, cedars are broken and rocks overthrown. Who amongst creatures can resist a faithful, gentle, and humble soul? These are the only arms to be taken if we wish to conquer all our enemies. Jesus Christ has placed them in our hands that we may defend ourselves. There is nothing to fear if we know how to use them. We must not be cowardly, but generous. This is the only disposition suitable to the instruments of God. All the works of God are sublime and marvelous, while one's own actions, when they war against God, cannot resist the divine action in one who is united to it by sweetness and humility. Who is Lucifer? He is a pure spirit and was the most enlightened of all pure spirits, but is now at war with God and with his rule. The mystery of sin is merely the result of this conflict, which manifests itself in every possible way. Lucifer, as much as in him lies, will leave no stone unturned to destroy what God has made and ordered. Wherever he enters, there is the work of God defaced. The more light, science, and capacity a person has, the more he is to be feared if he does not possess a foundation of piety, which consists in being satisfied with God and his will. It is by a well-regulated heart that one is united to the divine action. Without this, everything is purely natural and generally in direct opposition to the divine order. God makes use only of the humble as his instruments. Always contradicted by the proud, he yet makes use of them, like slaves, for the accomplishment of his designs. When I find a soul which does all for God alone, and in submission to his order, however wanting it may be in all the things else, I say, this is a soul with a great aptitude for serving God. The Holy Virgin and St. Joseph were like this. All else without these qualities makes me fear. I am afraid to see in it the action of Lucifer. I remain on my guard and shut myself up in my foundation of simplicity In opposition to all this outward glitter, which by itself is nothing to me but a bit of broken glass. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide, Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, Voice of Prophecy, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Other Dick Assad comes back in this chapter to Mary and Joseph. He began this book with Mary and although he doesn't always refer to her, what we see in this chapter, which is hinted at in other chapters, is that she and St. Joseph are the prime instances of what Father Dukosad de is describing. They are the best examples of this state of abandonment that is, the best examples among mere human persons. There is a profound way in which Christ himself continues, even in the Eucharist, to exemplify this divine abandonment, to exemplify the way God works. For what did Christ say when he came into the world, according to Hebrews? Lo, I come to do your will. I have food you don't know about, Jesus told the apostles. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. With desire, I have desire to eat this meal with you, Jesus says. Our Lord longed to glorify his Father. He longed to do the will of his Father. He was willing, in the agony in the garden, to say, If it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. Our Lord was conformed in his human will to everything, the divine will of his heavenly Father decreed that he would do and all that he would accept. But our Lord also was perfectly submissive in his humanity to the inspirations, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And our Lord, the perfect example, is imitated by Mary and Joseph. They are submissive to their son. They give themselves entirely to his work. And through him, they go to the Father. So this is constantly in the background. The Holy Family, the example of the Holy Family. And who does. Father Dukesad contrasts with Mary and Joseph? Lucifer. And why does Father Dukesad say that Lucifer rebelled? Because he lacked submission to the divine will. He had huge intellectual illumination. Father Dukesad thinks he was the most illuminated in the intellectual sphere about the mysteries of God. And yet, he rebelled. Why? Because God wanted him, according to Father Dukasad, to submit himself to the Incarnation. That he was going to have to adore and worship and honor and receive beatitude through a man. Yes, through a man. (laughs) through the God-man, Jesus Christ. But that was, in a sense, the test. Whether he would humble himself before this man. Whether he would follow God's will in this way. Whether he could say, like Mary, let it be done to me according to your word. If he could say with St. Peter, when everyone was leaving our Lord, when he announced the Eucharist, in John 6, Peter said, To whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. This kind of docility is what our Lord is asking of us. And this is what Lucifer did not want to do. And so he rebelled. And now he's constantly trying to mess up everything else. And we can't forget about the devil. We can't forget about his temptations. We can't forget about the ways in which he's trying to derail us from doing the will of God. We can't forget about the ways in which he wants to instigate us so that we won't be gentle. We won't be sweet. We will be rough and angry. Nine times out of ten, St. Philip used to say, when we see the faults of another person, Nine times out of ten, when we get angry at another person for what they're doing, when we feel slighted, when we see something that annoys us, nine times out of ten, who's pointing it out? The devil. Because he doesn't want us to be sweet and gentle and harmonious with people. He wants us to focus on that secondary cause and why he's doing this or why she's doing that and all this other stuff instead of the divine action. But if we could keep our eyes on the divine action, on that God is working out something, that God has allowed this person into my life, that this situation has occurred, if we can keep our eyes on the Lord and His will, well, it becomes easier to be gentle. And finally, not only do we have to do the will of God, not only do we have to be faithful in our gentleness with everyone we meet. But we also have to try to follow all the promptings of his grace. When shall we begin to do good, St. Philip used to ask. When shall we begin to do good? The Lord wants us to do some good. The Lord has sent his Holy Spirit into our hearts to prompt us, to lead us, to inspire us. Let us open our hearts tonight. Let us beg the martyrs of Japan, St. Paul Meeki companions, to pray for us, that we too, in our own place, might do some good. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.